Welcome to Rethink Retail, the show where we dive into the stories and strategies behind some of the most successful brands on the planet. From brick and mortar giants to e-commerce disruptors, we uncover the secrets to their success and deliver the keys to true retail transformation. So ask yourself, are you ready to rethink retail? The future of retail starts now. Welcome to the Rethink Retail podcast. Joining me on the show today is a luminary in the retail industry. Ken Pilot has served as CEO, board member, investor, and all-around retail maverick. He recently launched his podcast, The Retail Pilot, Leaders and Legends, where he dives into meaty discussions with other founders and giants in retail. Welcome to the show, Ken. Thanks, Paul. It's great to be here. Nice to be on this side of the microphone. Absolutely. So. Tell me a little bit about, you know, this new podcast and the journey that led you to launch it. Yeah, it's funny, as you may know, and we've discussed this in the past, um, I spend a lot of time working with a number of retail technology platforms, founders, I help them with their product. And ultimately, I try to connect them with retailers and brands. It leads me to a lot of discussions with many CEOs and Fortunately, I have good relationships that I have been able to maintain over the years. And I thought about, but well, wouldn't it be great just to dig in more deeply with each of these CEOs on a wider range of topics than maybe just talking technology? I was out to dinner one night with a friend and we were talking and he randomly brought up the idea of why don't you just do a podcast? And I was like, it's not a bad idea. And it sounds a lot easier than it actually is. And I have to thank Rethink Retail for helping me through it because you guys produce my podcast, as well as Paige Perkins, who works with me. There's a lot that goes into it. So along with scheduling the questions, making sure you're putting people in a positive light. And at the same time, you know, asking tougher questions, wanting to know what are the challenges? What were the failures? If they had a do-over, what would you do again? I love the opportunity to dig in a bit more deeply with so many CEOs that I do know out there that I'm fortunate to know and have a good relationship with and find out what makes them tick and what they're thinking about relative to running a retail company or brand. Awesome. Yeah, I, we're so excited about what you're doing with that and the insights that you're providing for the retail industry, which you know parallels our own mission of helping everyone in retail stay abreast of you know breaking trends and also the fundamental principles that have stood the test of time many of which you you cover in your podcast and i want to say that's one of the reasons i wanted to announce that we did a press release on it that we're welcoming ken to our advisory board he's going to help us you know guide and deliver more value to our audience and so we're just really excited about this partnership it's it's great to join you and the team and work with so many others out there who I know are members of your broader audience, your broader community, a lot of thought leaders, many people that I get to see at different conferences. It's a lot of fun to join the group, a real honor to be a part of it. And thanks, Ken. We really appreciate that. And one of the things that I think we can both agree on is that retail has always been and continues to be a very competitive full contact Darwinian sport that there is definite winners and definite losers. What are some of the things that modern retailers need to keep in mind today from your experience? 
you know, I've watched how retail has got so much more complex over the years and where it was truly merchant-led and balance of the organization followed. Uh, I do think it has to be significantly merchant-influenced, but at the same time, I think there are other key seats at the table that need to be filled that are also part of the leadership role. You know, a chief digital officer now is critical to defining the path, the future path of a company, helping to bring a brand along, investing in the right technology. And that's an area that's quickly changing. And if you don't stay abreast of it, you can fall behind quickly. Clearly there's the merchant role, which I still think is one of the key parts. Without great product, you're never gonna move a brand forward. And then there's so much happening on the supply side from operations to the supply chain, where you're getting your product from, and even planning. I think. It is a much more balanced approach that's required to survive in retail today than simply just the right item. I 100% agree. You know, we have this retail moves fast, so retailers have to move faster. And there's just so much that you need to keep abreast of. You, know, you mentioned a multitude of different topics and areas, each of which require deep expertise to fully understand and then to see the changes that are coming from every direction, you know, as we record that I'm sure into the future, the advent of all this new AI technologies are clearly going to begin to have impacts on so many different sectors, both predictable and unpredictable ones. So it's so important to be tuned in. And I think that that's one of the values of your podcast and certainly all of our podcasts and reports information. But I would also say our larger network of our top retail influencers. You know, we have over 200 of, I think, some of the smartest people in the world. And when I say that, we do heavy evaluation to see who can be in that group where I know we had over 600 applicants and we took 60 in this last year, we added 60 to the group. So they're really super smart people that have that deep expertise in those different areas. And I think that that adds a, a really unique value for people to tune into and to understand the complexity and the speed at which the market is evolving. I think, you know, when you look at change in retail and what's changed, obviously so much has changed. But if you think about the different verticals within an organization, some things are still very similar in terms of the process, the operations, the way teams work together. And a lot of that could be said for merchandising. Some of that could be said for planning, though tools are a lot better today. I do go back to technology as being probably one of the most challenging areas because there's so much change happening all the time. And I really have a hard time wrapping my head around how a CDO or a CIO can process the amount of information, the amount of change the different platforms that are out there, the capabilities that are available to make a difference in their company. It's almost easier to sit at your laptop and hit delete, delete, delete as all these opportunities come in, then start to dig into them one by one to figure out what they are and how helpful they'll be. And you know, that's, that's where I do spend a lot of my time, as I mentioned earlier, with a lot of tech platforms, but I approach it from maybe a little different point of view. I approach it with my, kind of my CEO hat on saying, what is it that I would use, or what is it that I think would be most important to moving my business forward today? And that's where I start the journey. I start that journey in terms of looking for companies to invest in and or advise, but it's specifically looking at what are the key problems I'm trying to address? 
and what platforms address those problems? Who's the leader of that team? And can they make a difference? It's a journey. It takes a lot of time. When I identify an area, I might look at three or four different platforms that are all competing with that area, within that area to really try and find the best. As I build out this ecosystem of tech platforms that I have invested in and also advise, it begins to address a variety of verticals from online to stores to operations and even expense control. And I take that, those ventures, that package, and I'll typically meet with a CEO and we'll talk about what's happening in their business and I'll share with them what I'm seeing. And the goal there is to provide value for them um, and not necessarily to use any one platform that I've invested in or that I'm advising because I will always tell them who else any platform who they compete with because none of these platforms are solo or are one-offs. Right. They're all, they're usually three, four, five. So if there isn't company around the platform, there's probably not an addressable space to go after. Whether or not you're working with something that's point of sale or it's RFID or even video analytics or looking at something like shoppable live stream. There are always a number of players in those arenas and it's important for brands to run their own RFP, make the best selection possible. But in my mind, it's pick one in the categories, at least that I'm looking at, because I think these categories, these areas will make a difference in the way you run your business. Yeah, I think that's so smart because it's really looking at it from a top-down perspective. It's like, what are the categories that every retail business or brand direct to consumer needs to be executing on? What are the typical optimization opportunities in each of those different areas? And then, are, you know, are you at, at zero? Do you have a, an outdated solution and you just need to upgrade? You know, where are you at? So some ranking of yourself and then a prioritization of, well, okay, if I've got five gaps, which of those five gaps do I need to do in this year and which of these are things that I should, you know, t I can take more time on. And so that prioritization, and, and that happens before you get into the RFP, before you get into who are the best players or the exact technologies, it's a much deeper understanding of your own business and how the industry has moved. What are your competitors doing? How are they approaching it? Because if you don't, you know, we can look recently during the pandemic, you know, grocery for the longest time was not going to be an online business. People are always going to come into the store. You know, but the saying was people are always going to come into the store to pick up their groceries, to, you know, squeeze the fruit, whatever it is. And we saw very quickly that the companies that could pivot and had the abilities to go to buy online, you know, curbside pickup or delivery were the ones who grabbed market share and those that weren't able to do those pivots lost. It's important to see what the competition is doing as well as what you are doing, because if the competition is offering significant value, whether that be delivery times or depth of supply or whatever it is, that can very quickly have a negative impact on your balance sheet if you're not staying competitive. Yeah, there's a lot of choice. It all starts with what's the strategy? What are you going to, which areas are you going to tackle in a given year? And what does your team look like to do it? And then probably at the same time, a decision to be made, you know, am I buying it or am I building it? I'm seeing more and more companies move away from the idea of building it when it's there to buy. And I think it's smart. If I were running a company today, I would not be building my own solution. 
I would be looking for the best in class and pursuing it. Too hard to recruit engineers and to keep them focused on multiple platforms and keep those platforms best in class. You know, buy versus build, critical decision. What do I need to move my business forward? Set the game plan for the year and then you go after it. Yeah, I no, I totally agree. I think that the, the build strategy by and large is something of the past. You know, the modern companies realize they have to be nimble. They, and they need the collective investment of their competitors, quite frankly, so that their platform costs are not so high so that the end consumer costs can be competitive. There's a lot of wisdom into why you want to go with a buy, but I also agree with, yeah, finding the best in class and then also finding the best in class in an ecosystem that the, the things work together. You don't, you don't want to have a, a junk drawer of every type of technology. You do need some interconnectivity between the technology choices that you make. But, and I agree with you also, it's different for every company. If it wasn't, there wouldn't be such a, a plethora of choices out there. But every company has different priorities, different needs, different already existing technologies they need to plug into. So you really, on a case-by-case -case basis, have to look at each company and figure out, you know, what's next for them. One of the things I'm seeing next, whether or not it'll be successful in the U.S. versus other countries or areas of the world like Asia, is live stream and shoppable video. I think we're seeing and hearing much more of that. There are a number of companies out there that provide it. Um, one of the key challenges around that isn't really the technology. The technology is actually quite easy. It's more the strategy of creating and implementing a video strategy, whether it's live stream or shoppable video. Who's going to do it? How often will it appear? Is it going to be on my landing page? Part of an email campaign? You know, and is it on brand? There are a lot of questions around creating the strategy rather than the technology. The technology enables it, but the strategy will deliver it. That's one thing that I'm seeing out there that has a big opportunity because it has such a small space in, at retail today, at least in the U.S. I mean, it's interesting in Asia, 30, 35% of all online shopping is done through live stream and video shopping. It, it's huge numbers. I mean, Asia, I mean, I've looked at states where a single live stream is generating a billion dollars in sales. You know, it's just, they're astronomical numbers. And it's obviously, it's a cultural trend that is certainly more advanced in Asia, but it's going to come across and we're going to see that worldwide. It's an obvious trend of where things are going. So companies need to get ready for it. And you're right, the technology itself that enables it is not overly complex. There's a number of choices, but it's how do you fold that into your overarching strategy so that technology can be successful? Yeah. It's funny, I think, you know, I invested in Firework. They're one of the bigger players in the space and they have great product, great team. But I always come back to the content creation because you can wow someone with how good it looks. It's on the landing page. It increases click-through, engagement time, AOV, et cetera. Super, but who's doing it? So then I take it as a task to go out and find, well, who can we locate that can create content? And there are a number of companies out there that are doing things with influencers. I'm working with a company out there, Breakfast.io. They actually work with a 3,000 person strong team that develops user-generated video. Now you can tell a CEO like, yeah, there's this company or look, find a company that provides live stream or shoppable video. And then there are also companies out there that can create your content because you really want to be able to present solutions. Implementation can't be painful. 
That's why I tend to stay away from companies that have very complicated integration processes. That said, there are still companies I work with that are more complex. Point of sale solutions are very complex. I've been working with Predict Spring for gee, eight years. They pivoted into the POS space. That's a complicated solution. ERPs are complicated solutions. I'm not working with any ERPs, but I know many of them well. But I think typically to get a retailer's attention today or a brand's attention today, the integration process has to be fairly light because the size of the IT team and the bandwidth is fairly tight. It's a big consideration for me when I'm going through and looking at different platforms that I might want to invest in or advise. The integration process is very important. Yeah. And I think, you know, for the retailers, it's so such an advantage to be able to, you know, again, stand on the shoulders of giants. You know, people have gone before and have dealt, like you said, I've dealt with this from a CEO mindset. Here's what I struggled with when you were in their shoes. And that ability to take that and say, this is the types of technology you need. This is where you need to have light lift. You need to be nimble and be able to implement this very quickly. Those are really important considerations. And so you know, by tuning into your podcast and listening to the things that you're saying there and some of the time-tested principles that you're bringing in and, and also, you know, connecting again across the Rethink Retail Network, we have lots and lots of information to help. But I would also say, you know, to the audience, if there's anyone out there that would like more research, customized research specifically for them or specific advice, we can certainly help connect you with, with people like Ken or any of the other top retail influencers in our list, you know, just email to research at rethink.industries and we will take your questions and see if we can't connect you with somebody who's a, a subject matter expert on the area you're looking for. Well, great, Ken. I mean, it's been wonderful catching up again. I want to just say thank you. Thank you for joining our advisory board. You've already given us a lot of great ideas to think about and directions that we're trying to drive this year. I want to say congratulations on the new podcast. We're happy to produce it, but I'm super excited about the type of guests that you're having and the content you're having. Do you want to talk just maybe a little bit about some of the guests and some of the things you either have had or have coming up? Yeah, we have actually had Mindy Grossman about a week ago, super successful, talented woman with so much experience, so many learnings. She was fascinating. I had a, an opportunity to speak with Chris Birch. He was a co-founder of Tory Birch. Chris, sure. multi-dimensional from retail to real estate, to office supplies, to technology investor. He's really done it all. Amazing. I have coming up on future podcasts, David Simon and Jamie Salter. They're partners in Spark. Jamie obviously is the CEO of ABG and David Simon is the CEO of Simon Properties. And, you know, the list goes on. There are probably 50 CEOs that have signed up so far and we're going to be going weekly. So I'm going to put the pressure on your team to help me. But it's been a lot of fun. It's just you learn every time you speak with someone, you think about something new or look at things differently. And that's really what it's about. It's just trying to stay sharp, stay in the game and understand how things are changing. And most importantly, who's changing it and how they're doing it. Couldn't agree more. Last question. If there is a CEO, a founder, or a senior executive who would like to join a future show potentially, I know you've got a wait list right now, but are you open to them getting in touch? Absolutely. I'd love to, listen from, I have startups, 
to mid-sized companies to enterprise companies. And they're, they all have an interesting perspective on how they're running their business. And each of those businesses has their own set of challenges. It's funny when you're in a small company, go, God, if I was bigger and I had all this ability, I could be doing A, B, and C. And then you're in a big company and you just want to be starting, you want to launch a new company with a brand new tech stack and new people and have a chance to really do it right. It's the classic case of the grass is always greener on the other side, but it's just as tough to mow. Amen, brother. I 100% agree with that. Well, with that pearl of wisdom, I will take us out. Again, Ken, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thanks, Paul. The pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Rethink Retail podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, apply at rethink.industries slash podcast guest. That's rethink.industries slash podcast guest. Follow us on Twitter at rethink underscore retail and show some love by subscribing on iTunes podcast app. Until next time.